This is a message from the emergency alert system. This is not a test. The following message is issued by the request of United States government. Our planet is under attack by an unknown extraterrestrial force. All attempts to stop this attack have failed. Radiation levels have reached lethal limits. Seek immediate underground shelter if possible. Remain inside until you received other instructions from government officials. This is not a test. Welcome to The Pattern is Full, a podcast exploring the unknown. We are your hosts, Dan and Dave. From past to future, we'll take you on a journey of discovery and surprise. Every episode, we'll uncover hidden patterns and extraordinary tales that will question what you know and challenge what you think you know. From ancient mysteries to cutting edge science, get ready to explore the unknown. So join us as we dive deep into the depths of the metaphysical and unknown. Come along and let's see what we can discover together. Welcome back to The Pattern is Full. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. I'm Dave. And we are a podcast exploring the unknown. And by the way, this podcast has nothing to do with Top Gun. We just thought we'd throw that out there. We've had a question about it. So The Pattern is Full is a really cool name. We just liked it. And in a... um, Oh, what do you call it? Aeronautics community. It does mean that the pattern is full. You cannot fly in this airspace. But it has another meaning, and that is that I have so much to do and so little time to do it. So there we are. We're trying to get the truth out, right? And uh, we got little time to do it. Right, exactly. And so that's why we chose the pattern is full. We're not endorsed or approved of by Tom Cruise or Paramount Pictures or anyone else. Just saying. No, they'd probably be looking to shut us down once they figure it out. Like, you can't use that. That's from our movie. So, uh, but hey, today our podcast is going to be about a topic I found quite interesting called male's hole. Um, And we'll get into that in just a little bit, but I guess we need to start with our um, news article for this week or our, um, you know, something new in the weird world. And what I thought was pretty cool was this um, fallen angel that has supposedly been found in Russia. Have you... Well, I sent you a link about it. Did you? Um, so I guess there's these two miners, and they are drilling or digging uh, in a gravel pit, from what I understand. And in that gravel pit, they find this—I don't know—really cool, huge statue that looks like an angel. Now, it looks like it's made out of concrete or whatever, but did you actually see the picture of it? I did. I, I found the original video without some of the yeah. overlay and a commentary on it. Um, and then, I, you know, I researched several different articles to see what other people have had to say. And, um, I mean, these, these guys are, uh, they look like they're having a really good time with this thing, but I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, um, I thought it was really cool when I seen it. The thing that got me the most is that it, um, the robe or whatever it appears to have on, mm-hmm. it almost looks like it's real fabric from right. the pictures I can see. Uh, and of course, it's huge. And I, I don't know I, those guys, those two guys that are miners. I'd say they are. Uh, they're probably not six foot, but they're probably. Five nine or so, I'd say, and that thing was taller than them. Um, I think he said it took a couple cranes to lift it up out of this gravel pit. Hmm. Uh, 
they took video pictures. You can hear them talking. Uh, of course, it's all in Russian, and I I tried to find a way to um, translate that. I didn't have much luck. I found some people that said they had translated it, but mm-hmm. you know who knows if what they translated was right or not. Um, what I understood is they called the authorities, uh, whoever they should, the powers that be. Who know you? Who you call in Russia? I'm sure their rules are a lot stricter than uh, here. Yeah. And uh, supposedly they sent helicopters and heavy equipment to come and take the thing. Have you heard that? Did you read that? That's what the guy said in the video you shared. Um, I, I yeah. heard there was like several different articles. and A lot of them were like, this is a fantastic find. And then another one that I, and I should have bookmarked it, but another one said, yeah, but the guys actually said their boss just said, no, that thing's been sitting over here on the side of the road for years. And they just decided to make a big deal out of it. So who knows? You know, maybe they're just well, trying to cover that up. I heard that too. I heard it was in like a, right. I heard it was in an old movie prop that was in a tunnel. Yeah. And they decided to use it as a, I don't know, like a prank or whatever. But, but now the other stories say government helicopters came and got it. And then now the two miners are, they didn't go home and nobody knows where they're at. Now that that's a story too. Again, I mean it is Russia. (laughs) They could be in Siberia by now. Yeah, well, and I mean it seems like. I mean we've only done like three of these little news stories so far with our three um, three episodes, and um, seems like all three of them have been from Russia so far. Yeah, that's true. Or at least started there. Um. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I did read somewhere that the, um, or I've got it right here in front of me. It says the miner said it was emitting some type of energy. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It looks really cool. And I, you know, I honestly didn't really know what a fallen angel was, if you want to know. So I had to, to search to see what that was. So I'm assuming from what I read, and you tell me if you've got a different opinion of it, is a fallen angel is an angel that uh, was playing poker in heaven or something and got cast out. Yeah. That would yeah. be like Lucifer and all of right. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah. how he would have got petrified and stuck in a gravel pit, I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, And then that goes back to what you all you believe and stuff like that at the, at the same time, I guess. But uh, I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards movie prop though. I mean, that, that sounds pretty plausible, but you know, the, the thing does. about the government coming to get it is the, is like the one thing that sort of puts a kibosh on that. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I re- like I said, I read a couple things on it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool and worth mentioning as our little news story. I mean, one more thing I'd throw out there this week would be um, <laughs> this giant spy balloon or whatever that we've got over, uh, was it Montana right now? It, yeah, it was over somewhere in the Midwest, um, Montana, Nebraska, somewhere like that. So, and the, and the Chinese are telling yeah. the, the, the quote that I got that I read just a few minutes ago was the Chinese told us to take a breath step back and take take a breath or something like that. Yeah, so they're... Uh, oh, really? Well, I, I heard yesterday or last night that they said, oh, it was like some type of civilian thing going on in China and it's got cameras on it and it just, they're sorry that it crossed over into our... Right. Whatever. What is, what, what, I mean, what's actually civilian over in China? I mean, are, isn't most everything sort of... Controlled by the government. I mean, that's what what civilian agencies have the rights to fly a huge weather balloon and you know, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like a little BS there to me. Um, I will say that I saw some projected uh, paths of it Mm -hmm. um, tonight. uh, uh, Some on social media posted by actually like. uh, some uh, news stations out of Nashville. And uh, one of the paths should come right over us. So maybe we can catch it. Yeah, it should be right over us. 
I don't know, man. You start getting that thing starts floating down here in the southern land. Somebody's going to pop a cap in it. They'll shoot it. I'm just saying. They will. Yeah. Somebody will do something, even if it's with a, a pellet, uh, a pellet gun or a BB gun or something. They'll uh, pop it. I wonder. How I don't know if you can pop something like that. With a pellet gun. If it's really a weather balloon, it's got to be pretty dang high. So I don't know. Would you be able to get a drone yeah. up there to look at it? I don't know. I don't know. I wish that drone was still working. We yeah, yeah, we'd try. We need to get another one. I think somebody's had to have flown something by it or something. I mean, I don't know. Weather balloons get up out of the normal atmosphere a lot of times. So yeah. you'll have to excuse my dog barking. I'm not sure what's that's about, but I'll try to edit some of that out. He senses a presence. Yeah, I think it's because the TV's on downstairs. Mm. And I left the door open because they all, uh, I usually am shut up here real good. And, you know, the dogs are downstairs, but uh, with everybody gone tonight but me, it um, if I leave them down there, they just bark at the door and it's louder than them being up here with me. So, yeah. So I'm up here. All right. Well, we'll get on um, past it and get into Mel's hole. So. Mm-hmm. This is a subject. Mel's Diner. Do what? Not to be confused with Mel's Diner. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, This is something I ran across, and before I ran across it about two weeks ago, probably, or a week ago, I had never heard of it. What about you? No, it was totally new to me. Um, Although, like I said, a similar story was that uh, open range TV series on Amazon um, uh, Prime. That's going to have to be edited out. God. Some dogs are paying the butt. Um, so I took the liberty of uh, listening to about the three and a half hours of all the calls that came in to Coast to Coast AM from, from um, Art Bell's show. Okay. Um, quite interesting. So this story is from 1997, and it's in uh, Ellenburg, Ellensburg, Washington, in the United States. Yeah, Ellen, Ellenburg's Washington. Um. So it's basically one night, uh, if you're not familiar, Coast to Coast AM is a a show that it, I think it still comes on. Uh, it's got a different host now. Um, Coast to Coast AM is a show that comes on at like, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And, um, and, it, and they, they um, discuss... Like weird stuff, kind of like what this podcast is about. But they they accept callers all night, and and the show is live, so it's going on live uh, at the time. I have listened to it some, but of course it would be a, a syndicated version of it, or a um, you know, um, recording of it, or whatever. Previously, yeah. Um, so it, I think he said it was nine feet, nine inches wide. And, and the reason he decided to call in is he had been living on this property for several years. And all the neighbors said, hey, our whole um, whole time we've been living here, we just throw our trash and our garbage down in this hole. Right. And we, how long have you been throwing stuff in this hole? He'd lived there for a while and he'd done the same thing, just kept throwing stuff into a hole. Okay, so um, Mel said that people have been throwing stuff down in this hole for the last 30 years, and then the people before that had been throwing stuff down in this hole. Um, he says the hole's nine foot wide, nine inches wide. And then it's like, I think you said earlier, but he said the top of it looked like it was built around like it was a, like a circle, like it had actually been mason stuff had went around the top of it masonry like it was i don't know you know like it would have been finished off the top of the whole head he said they threw stuff down in there like old freezers and refrigerators and 
and you know, 30 years, you're finally going to hit the bottom of this hole and it should start coming up to the top of the hole. Right. You would think. Right. So, um, he says that his, he's a fisherman by trade. Kind of weird because he says he's a uh, shark fisherman. So he fishes, I don't know, sharks. So um, he said he started off because he wanted to see what the bottom of the hole looked like. Or how deep the bottom of the hole was. So he started, he tied a one pound weight onto the end of of his fishing line and dropped it down in this hole. He says he buys these these rolls of fishing line in 5,000 yards a roll. Okay, so he drops the first one down there, and he don't hit the bottom. So he ties another roll on to it, and drops that one down in there. And he keeps on and keeps on and keeps on until he's about 15 miles deep, 80,000 feet or so, he says, or 80,000 yards. And he knows that because he has 5,000 rolls per 5,000 rolls of fishing string per um, spool that he puts on there. Uh, During one of the tests, before he got that deep in there, I think when he was like 10,000 feet down, because someone called into this Art Bell show and said, well, how do you know you're not just throwing it down there and it's just spooling up at the bottom and you don't know it, or it's going in water? And he says, well, that's because he can tug on it and he can still feel the weight, you know. So he says he put some lifesavers on there. And I was a little confused at first when he said lifesavers. I thought he meant like he was putting a lifesaver that you would like put around you if you fell off a boat. But he wasn't. He was actually putting candy on there. And and he threw it down in there because if there had been water, after he left it down in there for a little bit, it would have dissolved some of the lifesavers. Right. So he says when he pulls them out, hey, man. Lifesavers were just like they were when I sent them down there. Brand new candy. So, uh, you know, some people call in, and that's the cool thing about that show. People get to call in, and um, they, they one guy was uh, knew that the deepest cavern was 7,188 feet, and that was in the ocean. You know, the deepest cavern that anybody knowed about was known about. And then apparently the Russians drilled a hole down 40,230 feet in 1989. And they heard this horrible noise. And I had heard about this before. So um, a, a, a news article place picked it up. But everybody there was saying that they, they drilled in and they, they were hearing uh, the voices of people screaming in hell. So um, it was like some some very popular, um, and I should have noted it, uh, but some very popular magazine or or, uh, publication picked it up. And I think years later, uh, mid-90s, they proved that that was was nothing. It was just um, sounds of wind and stuff that was was blowing out of the hole. uh, one of the things I thought was cool, the guy said that um, anything they threw down in there, unless it hit the side, they never, never would hear it hit the bottom. So it would just fall forever. So that's kind of weird, I think. Um, a lot of people were, were skeptic. There were some people that called in that said, hey, dude, you're, you, you know, Art, you're getting taken for a ride. This guy's, uh, and he's full of it. Uh, you know, uh, I, if you know anything about Art Bell, Art Bell's going to listen to the story and make his decision at the end of that story. Right. So he listened. He kept accepting callers. Um, so Art says, or Art, uh, Mail says, um, Hey, nobody knows about this hole. And Art says, well, they do now. You're calling in on a nationally um, broadcast radio show here. 
He said a lot of people didn't know about it. And uh, Mel says, well, that's what I want. I want a lot of people to know about it because I want to get someone out here to tell us what the hole is, you know? Um, So then things, it's not just a bottomless pit. Then it starts taking a strange call. Now, there was three, three, about three and a half hours worth of calls, interviews with Mel on this hole, but only, they were, only about an hour apiece because there was like four different phone calls over the years. And they started in 1997, and I think the last call was uh, in the year 2000, the last time that Mel called in. Um, one of the things is um, Mel said no matter what you do, he would go out to the hole because he was fascinated by it. He would walk out to the hole, and um, if he was walking his dogs with him, when you got close to that hole, those dogs would just dig their uh, dig their feet in the ground. You know what I'm saying? They did not want to be around it. He said birds would not fly over top of it. Birds would not land on the edge of it. He said if you yelled down into it, you hollered down into it, you got no echo back. Nothing. It's just like um, supposedly Mel's wife worked at a university. He did not say which one. But um, his intentions were to get um, someone from that university to come down there and research the thing. And um, he just hadn't been able to do it at this point, supposedly. Um, So Mel keeps telling the story. He also tells that, hey, you know, we we would walk down there and if I have my radio on and I'm... um, Walking down through there, all of a sudden the station starts breaking up, and it's not—it's not playing the the station I was looking at anymore. So I'll grab the station and start trying to flip through it, and I would start picking up this real old music that sounded like it was from the '30s or '40s or something like that. And it just—he said it—you know—just didn't fit the time. Um, also, Mel says that he could change the station, and from time to time he'd pick up. Well, at one time, he picked up a baseball game from the uh, 60s on the radio. So, I don't know. You know, it, it, this grabbed my attention at first, and I was really into it. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of skeptical, but uh, there's there's a lot of interesting points that's made. I mean... You know, right. Who's, who's to say that he didn't have some kind of a weird sinkhole on his property? Right. Um, right. I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So after Mel calls in, uh, I think this first time he, he talks to Art, uh, a little time goes by, and uh, Mel calls in again. Um, and this is only like a week later. I think I should have time stamped where I. I wrote that down. I took notes and then I didn't actually write down the timestamps, but um, he is gone somewhere. I can't remember where he's gone, but he's coming back home, pulls onto his property. And I guess like off of the main road, it's way back off the road. And from what I understand, it is hundreds of acres. It's not just like a little five acres or something, but, and there's an access road like a dirt access road that you have to take to get back to this. And if you look it up, uh, like on Google maps or something, this Ellingsburg wash, it's Ellingsburg, Washington. It's, um, very far West in Washington. And it's, uh, real close to a, a huge ridge, like a mount a mountain area, you know? So it's, um, a lot of rural area. It looks like, and I, and I can imagine that. So, um, He's going home one day after he's been gone to town or whatever. And he gets there and he's met by the military. They're on his property. Um, and they say, he says, hey, I need, you know, I'm trying to get home. And they're just like, well, you, you can't. And he's like, well, why can't I? And they're like, well, because there has been a plane crash on your property. So... He um, 
he's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't see any smoke or anything like this. And I, I've got to get home. And they said, no, you're not getting home right now. We're going to put you up in town in a hotel until we get this plane crash worked, um, investigated and closed. And then we'll send for you and you can come home. Well, Mel can see that there's a lot of, he called it yellow looking, heavy, like excavating or uh, earth moving equipment, you know, and tracks on the road where they had hauled this equipment back there. Um, Mel said, hey, it's my land. I'm going to go on anyway. And he says the government person said to him, well, you know what? We're going to clean this up and this is a government issue. And it would be very easy to find a drug lab on this property. So he takes that as a threat. I, I mean, I would too, coming from someone from the government. Right. So basically, Mel tucks his hole, or tucks his hole, <laughs> tucks his tail <laughs> and goes into town and just lets that ride. Um, so... Um, I, you know, I guess some time passes. He goes back out there. Nothing. He calls into Art Bell while this is going on. And from the story he tells, a TV, local TV uh, news station went out to where the property was. And they were turned away by the military as well. Um, now, uh, they done research. Looked. No flight logs of any kind were found uh uh no ffa rec faa records of a plane going down nothing like that was found but if it was a military plane and i don't know if you were living here at the time but you we had a military helicopter crash really close to here in our county at one point do you remember that i think so that's been several years i was back oh yeah yeah yeah. i was a uh, i was a deputy sheriff at the time. Um, and uh, the military came and they just said, we don't need your help. We don't want your help. I mean, from local law enforcement, stay away. Yeah. We Go up there to the end of this road and block it off and don't let anybody come down here. That's basically what we were told. It was a military investigation and they were taking care of it. So if you look at, at that aspect, it could have been, if it's a military plane that crashed, that's very understandable. That sure. Something like that could, you know what I'm saying. They, they we're not gonna let you on here because it's a military plane that crashed. Um, well, that night goes on, and um, I, you know, I don't know how long it's been, but Mel goes back. When Mel gets back out there, uh, he basically is offered money to leave the country and never speak about this again. So uh, he scheduled another call with um, Art Bell, uh, and 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 to put it back to put it mildly, he he did not call into Art Bell. I said that wrong. He sent Art Bell a fax. Um, those wonderful things from the nineties that I can't believe some places are still using. Um, but he sent Art Bell a fax with just some of the details of this. And Art Bell um, called Mail. So he had a phone number for Mail. So uh, I guess Mail took the money. Mail just disappeared. And nobody ever heard from him again for three years. For three years, he's gone. And then all of a sudden, Mail calls in to Art Bell three years later. Um, so um, Art Bell calls in three years later or Art Bell Mel Waters calls in three years later and he goes hey you're never going to guess what I think he actually faxes uh, he sends another fax to Art Bell and Art Bell calls him again and he says hey man um, yeah I'm back I've been in Australia for the last three years Um. Uh, now, one thing I did find interesting, Mel never told us what his wife was doing during all this time, yeah. the, the entire time. I don't know where, where his wife was, 
but supposedly, you know, he, he had a wife that worked at a local university out there. So <clears throat> three years, mail's back. He calls in. Um, Art says, hey, where you been? Well, I, I, I was offered $3 million to leave the country and never speak about this again. I got to missing my family and friends, so I came back. Um, here's kind of where the story <laughs> jumps the shark or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he says that he did have an old um, camper out there on that property. Uh, it was a prowler. And, and you know, we camp. We we have a travel trailer. We love to load that thing up and head out. You know that um, every year during the summer. Uh, but a prowler is they're pretty. Some of them are older. And he says that what he was doing in there is he was he had a lab to research alternative medicine. And when he come back from Australia, he was just like, look, I just want to get my my camper off of the property. Right. Um. Obviously, no military still at this property, but um, you can't get out there anymore. And I, you know, I don't know exactly how to say it, but he was just saying, I can't find it. So it was like the property had, I don't know, disappeared or they changed the landscape of it or something. I don't know. I mean, it's only been three years. I think I can find where I used to live. I don't know, but I think I can. I mean, I've, I I mean, I don't know. But anyway, he practiced, he uh, worked on alternative medicine, like mushrooms and stuff like this. And he had a connection with the Native Americans that are in that land. There's a lot of uh, territories out in that land. One thing I did forget to mention back when we were talking about the plane crash, there is a military base that is somewhat in proximity to this land as well. Uh, pretty close. So he gets back, um, you know, Art, the whole time he's been talking to him, he won't send a person down this hole. Right. We need to send a person down the hole. That way we'll know who it is. Well, let's go, let's get, try to get there, find, get to it, send a person down the hole. You know, today, in today's world, it would have been easy. You just go out there with a drone, sure. and fly it down in there, see what you see. You didn't have a drone in 1997. So uh, Art does say that uh, I don't. He uh, had somebody call in and said that hey, you know, you could do sonar or radar. Somebody makes the point sonar wouldn't work because of I, I don't know how why it wouldn't work, but it wouldn't work. But you could do you could radar down into the hole and and see what was um, what was there. I, for whatever reason, I don't, they didn't do any of that. Um, but Art still won't send a person down the hole. And then that's when Mel says, well, we, we can't find the hole. You know, I can't find it anymore. Um, but I come back and I'm, I'm with, I'm with my, um, I'm with my nephew. I've also been contacted by some native Americans to come to, um, Arizona and look at another hole that they need help with. Well, during this time, after he gets off his bus and before he makes this call to Art, he um, got on a bus after he got off the airplane. Right? So, automatically, when he gets off the airplane, somebody knows he's back in town. I didn't mean to jump around on the story, but this is a very important part I need to say. So, he jumps on the bus and it's taking him to his nephew's house, which is somewhere in Arizona. And I forget where he lands, where he lands on the airport or whatever. But all of a sudden, there's a commotion on the bus, he says. And police officers come and they stop the bus. And they tell everybody to get off the bus. And they've got another bus sitting over there. And they're going to do an investigation. So they want everybody off the bus and nobody that was involved can get on this other, other bus. Well, when they do that, Art, or Art Mail says he wakes up 12 days later. And he is basically in an alley in San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco. 
Uh, he's in an alley. He don't know where he's been. He starts looking at his arm, and he can tell that there has been there's still tape on his arm, like medical grade tape, and um, a, a big spot where it looks like he's had an IV in his arm. Um, he also says that his um, all of his back teeth are missing. So Art asked him, he said, what do you mean? Not, not your wisdom teeth. He said, no, all of my back teeth are gone. And he goes, uh, well, can you, do, do you, are they healed up or what? And he's like, no, there's blood still in my mouth. She, you know, there's still blood in my mouth from where they have just been cut out or whatever. Um, so that was a little confused. Obviously, uh, oh, Lord, um, Art is confused, and he just keeps going, wow, this story's getting wild. Well, then it goes into, he don't know if it's his ex-wife trying to retaliate against him, so I guess whoever he was married to back when he originally reported to Hull, he's no longer married to. Um, and... I guess they've had a great relationship, though. He was paying her like $25,000 a month or something like that, he said. Something crazy. And renting that property, he wanted to still rent the property from her to do his alternative medicine testing out there. I don't know. The story kind of gets kind of broken up, man. It's very consistent until he disappears for three years. Um. One thing I will say is that when the um, when the government took over the property, and, and there's some good proof on this, when the government took over the property, this was before Google Earth, so there was something called TerraServer, and it was a mapping server, and you could get on there and, and look at, I guess it's kind of like, I mean, it still exists. I went to it. TerraServer's still there. It's just like a, um, kind of like web... 1.0, you know, it's kind of a slow, slower site, uh, but a big, there were two big, huge areas that ended up getting whited out right where he said his property was. And I did watch that link to the YouTube video you sent, and the guy was showing the different, uh, different views of it from back, I guess, with the Terra server and the current Google Maps and how some of it's blocked out now. <clears throat> Right, right. And um, before mail called in, in TerraServer, you can go back and look at previous satellite images instead of just what's current. And there's people that said, oh, no, you can go back and look. And um, and there was no, um, it wasn't blocked out until mail called in to Art Bell's show, Coast to Coast AM. So, you know, that, that, that's one thing that give me, obviously, I hope all these weird stories are true, you know, because I like this kind of stuff. So he, he called in, um, and then, then all of a sudden it was blocked after the government supposedly take up, took over. One thing Mel said uh, also after he got off this bus, and he was in a, he was in Olympia is where it says he was. He moved in with a, a friend is what I put down, but he said his nephew later on in a call. Um, and and um, he ended up taking a truck. Someone took him from Tacoma. I guess it was Tacoma, Washington, to Olympia. I don't know if Olympia is in Washington or in Arizona. It's in, it's exactly in Washington. Yeah, Olympia is in Washington. It is in Washington. Okay. So that's where he was going. He was going from Tacoma to Olympia when he ended up in San Francisco, with his teeth missing. Also missing was his wallet, his keys, and his, and his phone, he says. Now, I was trying to think. Back in 1997, did we have cell phones? I mean, I guess we did. They were just like the old, uh, the little Nokia things, right? Probably. Yeah. I would think like a little Nokia yeah, or a Motorola yeah, Razor. In the mid to late 90s, but I mean, up until what? Yeah, two thousand mid mid two thousands. You still would have had like a Motorola Razor or um, you know, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So that was missing, and then 
something that I guess was a prized possession to him was his belt buckle. He described this belt buckle like it was this big, beautiful, golden, gold and silver belt buckle that he wore every day. Well, it was gone. So, along with all the other stuff, that was gone. So, this is where the story kind of takes a weird turn, I think. He starts talking to Mel about what he thinks the whole could be. He says, so this was about the time, and we, we mentioned this, I think, in our pilot episode of uh, the Heaven's Gate cult. Yeah. And um, he says he felt this whole had a strong connection with Heaven's Gate. Now, I don't know exactly when Heaven's Gate or when they found them people, um, when they unalived themselves. Um, right. Um, but he said he felt a strong um, connection to him. Uh, and he had reached out to that preacher, I, that the cult leader, um, to try to talk to him. Um, I don't know. It kind of got weird right there. That was also in 1997. So it was in March of 1997. Um, Mel says that... Um, at that point, Art asked him, he said, well, do you feel attached to this hole? And Mel said, no, no, not really. And he said, well, you, you, you mentioned a cult that uh, unalived themselves. He said, you've never wanted to do anything like that, have you? And Mel said, oh, no, 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 not at all. I'm nothing, nothing like that at all. Um, Mel also says, here's what I'm going to do. If anybody wants to get a hold of me and talk to me, I'll give you an email address. And Art says, hey, you give me an email address, man. You're going to get a lot of emails. You know that. And he goes, yeah. He said, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I think he said he was 68 years old at the time. He said, I don't have anything else to do but answer emails. So he give, um, he give an email address and he even spelled it out. It was mailwatersathome.com. And um, so obviously I tried to email that, but I guess that all the uh, at home.coms are gone now. They no longer exist because yeah, it bounced right back to me. As soon as I think I told you I used to work for one of the cable companies and we were selling at home service. So when all that went away, they shut everything down fast. <clears throat> right, right. I looked back and I think it said it kind of went out um, in the late late 2000, I think. And that was about the last call that mail made in to this place or into coast to coast AM. Mm -hmm. All right. So I mentioned earlier that he said he had been contacted. And at this call, this was the third call to art that he had been contacted by an Indian um, native American reservation. And they wanted him to come out and help them explore a hole that they had found on their property in Arizona. So he was calling in to tell Mel, hey, I'm going or to tell Art, I'm going out there. I'll keep you updated on this hole. So he calls back in after uh, some time, a couple weeks, I think. Um, and he's been out to this Native American um, hole to help do research. Um, he tells some of the things they done and how the hole was different. It was basically the same size of his hole, but instead of it having... Um, concrete around it and going down it had like a metal shaft like around it it was metal same type thing you could throw anything down into the hole it never come back one of the craziest things that i forgot to mention on that other one is his neighbor one time back on the very very first of this when i started talking about mel's hole one thing that got my interest was uh, when the first call he called into Art Bell, he said one of his neighbor's hunting dogs died and he tucked that hunting dog and threw it down in this hole. Now, why you wouldn't bury that dog, I don't know. I mean, I kind of love my dogs. I wouldn't just throw them in a hole. Gotcha. But he threw this dog down in a hole. And a couple days later, he was out in the woods and he saw this dog again. 
he knows it was his dog, knows it was the same dog because the dog had the same collar on. Uh, that that itself is weird. And in, in that call before he disappeared for three years, he told Art, Mel did, that he had changed his wheel so that if he died, he wanted to be thrown down into the hole. Um, and Art kind of Art said, man, I don't think if you die, they can just pick you up and throw you in a hole. There's like laws against that and stuff. And even if you put it in your wheel. But anyway, I want to get back to the Native American. I just forgot that important thing right there. And I don't know how I skipped it, but I did somehow. Okay, back. we're back now to, uh, say, to the year 2000. And Mel is um, on the Native American land and... One of the first projects they decide to do is they run down to like a 7-Eleven, he says, and they get a couple bags of ice. And they take one bag of ice and they they fill it. They fill a bucket full. They fill two buckets full of ice. And they keep one up on the surface with them and they lower one bucket down into the hole. And what they're going to do is they're going to see if it's colder down in that hole. So they wait till the bucket of ice up top with them is completely melted. And then they pull the other bucket of ice out. What they see when they pull that bucket of ice out is that it is no longer ice. Still looks like ice, but it's on fire. So it's burning ice. Uh, He says it looks like it's more like a frosted piece of glass or something now. Pieces of glass. But it never lost its shape or anything. still shaped like the ice. Well, this thing apparently burned forever. And they, they couldn't wouldn't put it out. So so one of the guys had a hunting cabin there. So he takes the bucket of ice and puts it in his wood stove at his hunting cabin. And, um, well, what they notice is he, it start, he notices that the, the wood in his house or in this little cabin is starting to dry out really bad. And he said, what he done is put a, a bucket of water on top of his wood stove, which he always done to keep it from the air from getting so dry in there. You know, I mean, when I was a kid, we used to do that. We'd put a bucket of water on our furnace or whatever, glass of water to keep um, keep moisture in the air. Um, and he says when he put that bucket of water on there that you could see the steam and it looked like it was getting sucked into the stove. Uh, I don't know. That, that, you know, what he said. So... Um, the guy leaves and he's gone for three or four months. The guy that owns the cabin that tucked the bucket of ice and put in there. And he comes back and he noticed that um, the stove has fell through the floor of the cabin. Well, he just keeps on heating the cabin with it. It's a hunting cabin. He's not there that much. But I guess within a week or so, the stove has started to go down into the ground. And it's five or six feet deep now. And the entire cabin collapses. So Art automatically says, well, will you, you think the, the burning ice is... And this ice is still on fire. It's never stopped firing. It's not never stopped burning. So it's like an indefinite flame. And it's been going on for months now. Um, apparently somebody in the government gets a hold of this. They send people down takes like three different cranes to pull this big this stove out of the wa- out of the ground. They load it onto a big truck. Mel says it's the biggest truck he's ever seen in his life. And they, they leave with it. He don't know who the people are. He says they're from the government, but they weren't military. He does say that. These people weren't military at all. They just looked like regular people but dressed nice. Um Another thing they try to do is take pictures of the hole. Art can constantly asks for pictures of the hole. Anytime you take a picture, nothing shows up. It just looks like land, he says. You can't take a picture of the hole. Uh, he also says that, um, well, one of the reasons he came back from Australia is that possibly had this uh, bad esophagus cancer. And he doesn't have much longer to live. Mel doesn't. So he didn't care what the military done to him because he's going to got a death wish anyways, what he said. Um, one of the things they do is they 
they were instead of allowing a person down into there, they put a sheep in a cage and drop a sheep down in this hole. Well, when they pull the sheep out, it's pretty much been mutilated. Uh, he says it's too um, too hard for him to even talk about it. So bad. Um. Well, um, they say they get the sheep up on this operating table and they're going to, or this table and they're going to dissect it and see what's in it. And they cut it open and they find something alive inside of it. And it looks like a baby seal. And this thing is just, I don't know, it's got big old eyes and it looks like a seal, but it's real um, slimy looking and all this stuff. Like I said, this is where the story gets pretty crazy. Um, supposedly this seal um, seems to be, this baby seal, whatever it is, seems to be pretty friendly. Um, they take it over to the hole. As soon as they get by the hole with it, the seal jumps into the hole. Like it was its home or something. Um, kind of after this, Mel agrees to call in again. And um, the date comes, Art goes live, Mel's a no-show. Now, Art don't give up on that because this has happened before with Mel. But no one has ever heard from Mel again since this last story. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, that that's that's just that's the story, basically. Uh, which is a wild and crazy story, and I to me, it's hard to think that you would just dream that up and call into a radio station and start talking about it. But I don't know. Maybe if you were a fiction writer, writer or something, you would. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. Um, well, um, it makes me wonder if, like I mentioned earlier, if Open Range, that TV show, is based somewhat loosely on this or not, uh, because it does have elements of time travel and um, throwing dead bodies into this hole, and then they they end up back, you know, to come back to life or whatever. Um, it's pretty entertaining if you haven't seen it. What year did that movie come out? It came out last started. The first season was last summer. It's maybe started in July or August. Oh, so it's like a series. Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's so it's a series. It's um, uh, Josh Brolin is in it, okay. the guy that played Thanos on the, you know, the Avengers. Oh, yeah. And, um, I think maybe Sissy Spacek is in it as well. She plays his wife. But um, some real interesting okay. stuff, paradoxes and type things can happen or come in, come into play with it. <clears throat> so anyway, it's... Not to take away from Mel's hole, I'm just saying. It sounds like there's a lot, oh, no, no, you a lot know. of, and it's set out like in Wyoming or, or something like that. So, well, um, uh, one of the things that came to mind when I first heard the story was uh, the movie Pet Cemetery. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the original one came out. Oh God! What like 1989 or something? Yeah, it's so pretty, it would have predated this story. I mean, there's no hole in that, but there's Native American land. You bury an animal, it comes back. Now I know that one takes a, a twist, and there, you come back, and you're you're not the same. But obviously, when he said this dog come back, uh, that was quite the same too, because that dog didn't come or didn't respond to his owner at all. He was just like, you know, like he didn't know who he was. Um, I did a little fact digging on my own. Um, so there is no evidence ever that anyone ever lived in Ellensburg by the name of Mel Waters. Now, does that mean that this guy didn't live there? No, it just means maybe he used a, a fake name for the radio show that sure. he was on. Um, I mean, but um, there is property blacked out. Um, did you, you know, and, and, and on Terror Server, supposedly what Mel said on one of those calls is that the military had... Um, disguised the hole, basically made it disappear where nobody could find it. 
And that's been the other thing I've saw that people have went out on expeditions looking for this thing and nobody's ever been able to find it. So, you know, I don't know. We can't find the hole. It's gone. Um, I don't know. What's your take on it? Tell me now that you've heard the whole story and you know I really invested some time into this episode because... Uh, like I said, I, I mean, up until you get to the where the, the sheep goes down into the hole and this baby seal comes out, I think you got some you got some stuff to work with there as far as believability. Um, I'm pretty skeptical, but, you know, it's very convenient that nobody can take a picture of this hole, you know, that it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. But, right. Well, now, now this is the hole in Arizona. He, he Mel's hole, he said he never tried to take any pictures of it. Which, gotcha. if I think back to 1997, I mean, everybody didn't have a camera in their pocket at that time. You, you didn't, right. it didn't take that many pictures. I mean, unless you were going on vacation and you took a camera with you. I mean, I, you know, I was in my 20s, 1997. So I know I didn't. There, there's things I, I wish I had a picture of a couple cars that I had that I never got any pictures of because I never had a camera back then. Something that. Today's youth will never understand what it's like to not have a camera in their pocket all the time. That's true. Um, so I was pretty sold on it. Uh, the last part, I'm not sure about. Um, I wonder if Mel's still alive today. I mean, he would be in his 90s. Oh, and I did say he had terminal esophagus cancer, supposedly. One of the things he said is some of the other, there were some other people that were sick when they, dissected this sheep but anybody who had been around this little um seal looking thing miraculously got healed so mel said when he went back to his uh oncologist they basically said it's gone you don't have cancer anymore he says it's from being around this hole or being around this seal thing and there was some other people there that had something not as as a Deadly is what he had, but they were healed also. Gotcha. Um, you know, I did, um, just for reference, uh, I took, um, I found a site that has the uh, imagery on it. Uh, it's actually someone's YouTube, and they've, they've done a video of all the images before and after they were blacked out. And there's actually a website dedicated to this and it's um i think it's just maleshole.org yeah i found that yeah it's really crazy if you search on google you can't find it at all but if you duck duck go you'll find it it's crazy how the i don't have been doing most of my research now on duck duck go because your results are so different from your google results it's mind-blowing sometimes um it's one, but yeah, there's a, this, uh, males hole, um, dot org. It actually has all of the links to the coast to coast AMs. If anybody's interested in listening to that, mm-hmm. um, like we normally do, we'll put those links up. Uh, I think I've been saying I'd put them in the show notes, but what I've been doing is putting those links on our social media, which on Facebook, that is, um, there are, it is, uh, good Lord, the pattern is full podcast on Facebook and the pattern is FU on Twitter and I'll post those links and, um, you can, you can look at the stuff or you can listen to the original coast to coast stuff. If anyone's interested in that, my personal opinion, um, I, I like to do the personal opinion stuff at the end. Um, I think there was something. I think three years later when he called in, I don't know about this whole Native American thing. I mean, he might have been, um, might have been experimenting with some of that experimental medicine a little bit too much. A few uh, mushrooms too deep into the hole there. Right. Um, but I do think that, um, I think there was a hole that people threw a lot of stuff into and it never filled up. Right. Now, did they throw an animal into it and that animal come back to life? I don't know. But 
Again, it was 1997. Who knows? Um, that's just my take on the thing. Right. Uh, I'm like you. I can buy that there was a hole and people were throwing stuff into it for years and years. And maybe there was some weirdness about it. Um, but like a lot of things, it, it possibly got blown out of proportion, especially you have somebody that calls into the show and they sort of get a little bit I don't want to say internet famous because that's not what it was at the time, but gets a little bit of notoriety and whatever. And they, maybe they embellished a little bit, but, um, right. It's a great story regardless. I mean, it's, it's, a, a you know, what a mystery that you've got potentially with Mel having disappeared, gone to Australia, come back. Uh, and now he's gone again. You know, like you said, he would be in his nineties, but you know, if he got healed of his cancer, maybe he's, got some longevity to him who knows maybe he's out there yeah i mean he could still be around uh, so mel if you're out there and you stumble across this podcast um you know send us a a dm on on some of our social media or you can always email us at uh, the pattern is full podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you we would hey we'll put you on the show man uh, if anybody else has any, um, if they have any uh, knowledge of this that, that we left out or, uh, you know, I'm not saying I didn't get all of this information from Art Bell's show. I got some of the information just from other places on the Internet uh, reading, you know, uh, old uh, old forums and stuff that people had posted and it was still up. Uh, some of the information came from that kind of stuff. So, um it's as the story is as accurate as I could take what evidence I had and make it accurate. So right. it's as accurate as I could, the information I could get. So I'm not saying that there could be some, a few things that are, are, are a little different because I did read some things of some people that were a little different than the way someone else told the story, which is right. how I think every story ends up going. Um, I did try to take most of my notes from, um, the actual calls that he called in from, from art, uh, on coast to coast AM. Um, um, I also, um, like, man, I don't know. I just, this one just really grabbed me. It was something I really, I was really into. And, um, I could tell, I think you were, I I could tell you were really excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, again, if anybody's knows any information, feel free to drop us a line. Like I said, you can email us, We'll have all that information. Find us on social media. Um, we will. Um, we'll be here. Hey, if you've got a hole on your property that's like this, yeah. we want to know about it. Right. I mean, I want to come throw something in it. I'll go throw something in it. Yeah. Maybe not a sheep. No, my 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 daughter had a hamster that passed away. I mean, that might be a candy. I mean, you know. Um, um, so anyway, other than that, what do you think, Dave? What, what, we don't have a topic for the next week yet, but we'll, we're doing what, every two weeks. We're going to try to do this for now. Hopefully we'll pick it up, uh, maybe weekly here soon. I do want to give a shout out to, um, all of our downloads that we got. Let me, um. Let me pull those up real quick. We got um, pretty cool, man. We had a lot this last time. Um, let's see. We got uh, in the United States, we've got Pennsylvania, Georgia, Virginia, Louisiana, and Kentucky. Um, which, hey, thank, thank y'all. Appreciate it. Hope you download this one and you like it just as much. And, um, let's see. We've got Canada, the North, Northwest Territories. And then we got Ireland, Algeria still, still, and the United Kingdom. Thank you guys. Just yeah. a shout out for you guys uh, listening to us. Uh, it's 
especially as big of a hick I, as I am, I'm, maybe you just listen to me to hear me sound like somebody from uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, I guess other than that, Dave, you got anything else? You uh, you want to wrap it, or what do you think? Um, I think we probably are uh, good to go. Um, yeah. Um, check out our once get check out our uh, Twitter and our Facebook, and drop us a line somewhere. Let us know what's going on with you and uh, what you think about the show. And uh, if you've got anything interesting or a topic you want to know something about or have some information you want to yeah. share about, so let us know. We are going to have. A- a guest on very soon. Um, um, he's a friend of ours, but he is a he is a doctor, and um, his degree is in um, criminal uh, not criminology, forensic science. Um, we're going to have him on to as, as soon as we find the right topic right. that he's interested in. Again, find us on Facebook. It's the the Pattern is Full podcast. Twitter. At the pattern is fu, and on Instagram it's just the pattern is full podcast. And um, I guess the pattern is full is signing off. Sure. Thanks for listening to the pattern is full, where we explore the unknown and mysterious phenomenon of our world. We hope you enjoyed this episode and your mind has been opened to the hidden patterns in this universe. Be sure to tune in next time as we dive deeper into the unknown. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your support helps us continue to uncover the mysteries of our world. Until next time, keep an open mind and keep searching for the patterns in our world. The pattern is full is signing off.